you for joining the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Podcast. We are part of the ESBC Podcast Network. Every business meeting has a purpose and outcome. Here, the purpose is to make us money, and the second purpose is to make you money by giving you amazing picks and teaching you how to make uh, your own picks using both business and financial concepts. I'm Jason Maverick. I'm a successful financial professional here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I'm with a man here that for the last 12 years has been receiving 12, uh, 70 to 80% on his picks to the point where his wife, Anna, has not purchased any gasoline since 2011, uh, approximately $28,800. Josh, how are you going to make these lovely people here money today? We do it every day. We put the picks up there today uh, for people listening on the live stream. What you want to do, the picks you want and the picks that are going to make you money today are going to be the Lakers minus four. Lakers minus four. Look for the Utah Jazz to play the Pelicans well. Uh, Zion is not 100%. And uh, myself and uh, uh, Dr. Brandon first is on the podcast network. Uh, we've predicted that the NBA wants to rig it so at the last minute the Pelicans get in there. So that means they'll, they'll lose early to your Utah Jazz. And then as far as baseball, look for the Astros as uh, there was a lot of trash talking uh, with them and the Dodgers. And uh, I'm not a big fan of Dustin May. He hasn't been able to deliver in pressure situations so i think he's going to get eaten up alive today so you want to go with the astros uh, a couple teams that are struggling that in a shortened season they're almost must games you're going to have to look at your atlanta braves against the small market rays who uh are doing well they're four and one in an empty uh tropicana field why because tropicana field is always empty Jason, unless there's some people from Ontario, Canada, uh, <laughs> the six months actually going to those games. Uh, but they'll lose to the Atlanta Braves today as the Braves have talent, even though they're sick, Freddie Freeman's sick. They have enough talent in a desperation mode early in the season uh, to beat the Rays. Also, look for – look it up here. Uh, look for – the Washington Nationals to beat Jason Mavericks, Toronto Blue Jays today. As Toronto, uh, they don't have as much talent as uh, Jason would prefer them to have. They have those great young guys uh, whose dads were good. You know, your Bichettes, your uh, uh, the junior guy from uh, the Dominican. But it's not going to be enough today against, again, another team in desperation mode early in the season because there's only 60 games in Major League Baseball. Because of COVID-19, they were going to get into, uh, since we live here in the United States, I'm curious how uh, Canada has uh, dealt with it. And and I told uh, Jason yesterday when I met uh, President Trudeau, and I made the mistake of touching his left shoulder. But, man, the Canadian guards are so nice. Now, Jason, this introduction to the podcast, so people that have been listening all year, and thank you for increasing the podcast 
every week since we started. It's amazing. Uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit to us? You're a financial professional from Toronto, Ontario. Yes, correct. Yes. So, um, you know, I work in the finance industry. My background uh, specializes in investments and insurance. You know, I'm passionate about business. I'm passionate about sports. I'm passionate about film. And I, I definitely am passionate about personal development. And uh, ultimately, you know, uh, I'm very glad to be joining the podcast and, and helping people grow their, their opportunities with great picks, as well as learn and get entertained uh, by, by sharing uh, some great knowledge. And it's amazing that technology now has been able to connect people from all across the world very fast and very efficiently. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm very looking forward to, to growing with the podcast there. Absolutely. And you definitely will, because what we do here is that we use business and financial concepts to bet on games, right? The same way you, you pick a stock, it's the same way you uh, decide uh, on a wager. And we use decision science. We use arbitrage, which we were discussing earlier. So what we're going to do with, with Jason is continue what we have been doing all along and those who heard uh greg wolf he'll be around he's on assignment all right now to that end we can get into the woods and combine them all right uh detail data and as as detailed as you want to go so you make money watching sports 80 percent of your time if you own a business and I, i'm going to extend it to if you have a, a wife and kids or you're a caretaker for one of your parents, 80% of your time has to be in revenue generating activities. So we have a detailed formula on how you can make your own picks, right? Uh, here on this podcast, we believe in teaching people how to fish, not just giving them a fish, right? Now, you explained to me last week, that Trudeau is giving 2,000 fishes to Canadians every month in something that has been proposed here by Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and the one who had the most detailed uh, program like this was uh, Andrew Yang, right? The Yang, uh, he called it the, the freedom dividends. So, from your perspective, because I know you, you, you see what's going on in the United States, what's besides that particular di uh, difference? Because uh, our philosophy, we don't get into politics here. The only, we're one issue uh, podcast. We believe in the legalization of sports betting in every state. We believe that it only should be taxed at 10% and that you should be able to deduct your uh, gambling losses from your personal income. That's the only political uh, stances that we take and that we are uh, firm about. So aside from, from those particular issues, uh, can you explain to us uh, how the COVID-19 experience is in Toronto and the rest of Canada? Sure, of course. Well, uh, you know, it, it really caught 
almost everyone here off by guard um, when when COVID hit. And uh, for many months in, in January and even in February, everything was opened up. The first week of March, everything was opened up. The gyms were open, the nightclubs, the, the bars, everything was opened up. And a lot of, uh, a lot of people were under the, uh, you know, they heard, were watching the news and they were uh, hearing things, but everyone thought it was just the flu, not really a big deal, not serious, don't worry about it. It's only for older, older, older people that are going to be affected. But then I believe what happened is it hit Europe very hard and then Europe uh, put the, put the sounded the alarms. Right. And then our, our government here got very, very serious and they, they, uh, you know, shut down travel, they shut down the border, they uh, prevented businesses from opening certain businesses, they really shut everything down. And, and the government said, if you're affected financially, if you're not able to work, we're going to give you, uh, it's called the SERB benefit, a $2,000 a month uh, benefit for wow. for four months and now they've extended it a little bit longer and and they're talking about perhaps extending it even more um but but it, it's something where uh for for canada you know m most of canada the numbers are are quite low except for the the urban areas the bigger cities such as toronto and Vancouver and Montreal. Uh, there's been many, many cases in those areas and, and deaths in the past. Things are, are getting a little bit better now because of the social distancing and, and the other measures uh, taking in place. But in terms of how it's affected our economy, it's negatively affected our economy huge. And it's also uh, showed showed us a lot of signs that we, we rely definitely on, on the US and on other countries for a lot of our supplies. You know, so we, we at the beginning didn't have any hand sanitizer or any, any, not enough masks, not enough ventilators. So we, we, you know, the government really realized that we need to start manufacturing more things here in Canada because we, we simply d did not have any manufacturing of those products. Right. It, it, one issue here in the United States we've talked about on the podcast i encourage everyone to listen to the podcast and go on youtube actually the youtube video has become quite popular the curious case of benjamin new he's a state uh, he tried to run for state assembly here in california it's a seat that pays a hundred thousand and he spent three hundred and fifty thousand dollars of chinese government ponzi money because that's what they really are in a enormous gigantic scale so I know that in Canada, they've, they've started uh, for a while. It's been for a while since uh, the young lady got caught on the border being a spy for until now. Recently, I read in the Wall Street Journal's Trudeau uh, came down on the company uh, and you as a finance professional, how do you extrapolate that information maybe on a macro level to what is going on in Canada with COVID-19? Oh, well, it's definitely, um, as as everyone knows, uh, you know the two two big superpowers right now in, in the world is definitely the United States as well as China. And uh, China, for for sure, with their five G 
and their Huawei uh, company was uh, trying to expand into uh, Europe and Canada, United States, Australia, a lot of countries. Now, the, the, the issue is uh, the Chinese government is, uh, you know, apparently data mining from right. Huawei. They're getting, they're getting uh, information from Huawei as well as other companies. I believe uh, India recently uh, uh, boycotted the app TikTok right. because TikTok was getting data and providing that to the Chinese government. So it, it's, uh, it's a big uh, security issue, security breach, security issue. But on the other level, it's uh, I guess the issue is why don't we build our own infrastructure here, right, in the West or in Europe? Why don't we build more products here? Uh, we, we have people, we have the scientific knowledge, uh, we have uh, factories that we could uh, reform and rebuild. And for certain things, we, we should um, definitely manufacture more of our own medical supplies, more yeah. of our own... Uh, you know, uh, certain types of technology. And I think uh, COVID uh, definitely showed the world that, look, we can't rely on China for everything. We can't rely on them for manufacturing and we should be manufacturing more of our own products and uh, here in the West and in Europe uh, because, you know, we're, we're losing jobs and we're also losing um, our, our security, you know, our sovereignty by, by relying heavily on, on uh, foreign, uh, you know, manufacturing and foreign development, right? So. Absolutely, absolutely. And the way it's tied into sports, uh, especially Toronto, is because of the African general manager of the Toronto Raptors, who's done a phenomenal job, and them winning the NBA title. And it seems like Adam, uh, Adam Silver has lost a lot of money in China. And, and their ties, because it is a Ponzi scheme. Whenever you do business with China, uh, it has to be a very short-term engagement because uh, communism has never worked, right? And because of that, they get desperate, and since they do not have uh, and never have, Japan has always beaten them historically in every single war. Uh, their military is a complete disaster. Uh, espionage is hard, right? Who's the Chinese guy? Who's the spy for China? Oh, could it be the guy with the – and I'm not being racist here. People are like, oh, this guy's being racist. I'm being pragmatic, all right? So who's the spy, right? The guy that looks like a Chinese person is a spy for China. So espionage is hard for them, right? Uh, their military is not up to par. They have a horrible army. So the only choices they have is to bribe and pay off uh, failed people in business to get into politics or academia like the professor at Harvard, right? And maybe got married two or three times, has four family, 15 kids. And here comes China with Ponzi scheme money and pays them off. And I know this happens a lot in Canada. And we'll close that part of it before we start talking about something very, uh, that it ties in big time with sports and sports betting is that 
from A to Z, especially since the pandemic has come down, recession, riots, you have to treat the way you wager on a game, the way you pick a security. And then the money after it, you have to treat it the same way as W-2 money, they call it here, or when you work for an employer, or money that you get from your labor. So I'm of the opinion, right? And again, this is not a political opinion. This is a more uh, national security issue and then protecting uh, the entertainment value we have watching sports, right? So my opinion is that every single Chinese company registered within the United States and Canada should be immediately disbanded and shut down. Because uh, I'll give you a case in Canada that I have direct knowledge of, right? I have a business partner and friend who did business with a company in China, and then they opened up a business in Canada, in Saskatchewan, a rural farm place. And he knew that uh, the books were cooked and that that Chinese uh, company was fraudulent. So he got out, but just for the sport of it, he you know went out all, all the way down the line and the Chinese ended up paying off the government in uh, Saskatchewan wants to change the rules of registering a company and the level that they have to keep their books and their books have to be legitimate and accounting. They paid them off, so everything was cool. So what are your thoughts on that, Jason Maverick? Well, you know, I, I think definitely, and people have seen this uh, throughout the last few few decades, is, you know, the, the government of China artificially lowers their currency, right. and their currency is artificially low, and they have these huge factories, and they're not treating their employee, uh, employees well. You know, they're, they're working long, long, long hours in and, and rough, rough conditions, to produce those goods and sell those goods at such a low price and because they're able to to do that uh they they've been able to gain a lot of market share uh and as you as you mentioned you know japan for many years was the leader in let's say electronics sony uh tvs you know playstations all these high-end electronics used to be made all in japan but now they've uh, all been the manufacturing at least has been transferred over to China, and uh, the other issue with with China is their their taxation and their their legal system. It's not transparent. It's not like uh, in the West. There's no checks and balances. Right. Um, you know, their their president Xi Jin, uh, Jinping. You know, he's now president for life, right? So he he doesn't have term limits on his presidency, and he has a lot of power. And you know, you you could kind of see the 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 moves that they have made in in Hong Kong, as well as they had a battle with India recently, and just at other uh, you know situations that they've mentioned. And it, it it's just uh, you know, uh, China, if it was to become a democracy, if it was to become free would be an amazing ally but uh, China under the current uh, communist leadership is is definitely a threat towards freedom 
and towards democracy, as well as towards a fair uh, global business environment. And, um, you know, you, you see a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of, uh, you know, counterfeit goods that China is known for. So they're known for counterfeiting pharmaceutical drugs. They're known for uh, stealing high-end technology, stealing software, counterfeiting goods. And that, that affects a lot of businesses. It affects a lot of people um, because, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, you can't really enforce copyright law in China. Right. You know, they, they don't have the same sort of legal standards and it's kind of like a free for, for all. Like Canada, and it's, which I am disappointed in Canada, but it's all right. I have a lot of Canadian friends. You guys are always, I guess it's the trade-off is for me anyways. The trade-off is my whole life. Canadians have always been super nice, but I am disappointed in Canada and uh, the, uh, the stock market, right, in Canada, they don't have the same accounting standards as they do in the United States. And then the fluctuation in the laws, because that's what happened in, 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 in uh, China. They change the copyright laws as they go along. Yeah, it, it's something where, um, you know, uh, everyone wants to do business in a fair manner right. and in a respectful manner. And it's just, uh, unfortunately, China has been uh, doing a lot of unfair business practices. And also for their own, their own citizens, their own uh, employees, there's a lot of people that are upset about how, how they're being treated. But unfortunately, their media is censored, right? So uh, they won't be able to uh, promote any sort of uh, uh, sort of differing views on politics in China. It's 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 all controlled by the state-run media there. Right. So it's 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 uh, it's unfortunate, but hopefully, in the future, China could become a democracy. And I think if that were to happen, both the Chinese people and the Chinese government in China on the world stage would would definitely benefit a lot more than under their current regime. A hundred percent agree. And I know we're short on time and we we got to get you going. However, I do want to add this, that uh, just to touch on what you said, that China is a democracy. What's the biggest difference between a democracy and communism and socialism these days is real estate, right? So that's why uh, the Chinese have one side of the Communist Party. When they lose the election against the other side of the party, they all have this black market money and they go buy houses in Vancouver and Toronto. And they use them as banks because their banking uh, system isn't reliable. And this all ties into the NBA people, all right? Because the NBA did a lot of business with China. And I believe that the reason that uh, they haven't paid me back for the M NBA pass during the pandemic is because they lost all this money on what Jason Maverick is describing. It, it you know, it, it's something where you, you definitely uh, mentioned, made a great point there, Josh, that there's uh, there's millions of, of Chinese investors where they're investing in a lot of properties, both in Canada and the United States and in Europe. And unfortunately, they're not living there. They're not living there. They're not renting it. They're just buying it as as a place to store their money. And it's increasing the, the real estate price significantly where the people that live in that city 
uh, you know, are having a tough time buying because it's just uh, the market has been pumped by so much uh, capital from China. Right. And that, for many reasons, Adam Silver should be fired as the commissioner of the NBA. And LeBron James needs to listen to us. He needs to listen to Jason Maverick in the podcast. So he's educated on the unfortunate comments he made about Hong Kong. And then when uh, Maury, the general manager of Houston, um, said he was in solidarity with Hong Kong, he would understand it. So that's why we're educating you and you know what's going on. Now, Jason, what are the main points you see as a financial professional uh, as far as savings is concerned, the importance of savings? Well, well, saving is definitely uh, the one of the most fundamental, important keys to having a financial plan, both as an individual as well as a business, but also on the national level, right? And uh, something like, uh, 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 you know, the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic has shown people that if you don't have a certain amount of savings, and you get caught off guard financially, you're you're in a really rough position. And a lot of people and businesses are suffering right now because they didn't have that uh, savings account in place, multiple savings accounts, multiple, uh, you know, uh, reserves revenue for a rainy day. Yeah, wow. revenue. Yes, yeah. Um, but it, it's something where it's so key to to save a portion of every paycheck, you know, and to uh, also invest a portion. But it's so so important that without savings, uh, you you can't really do much. You know, savings right. is the best way to build wealth. You know, um, and to make sure that you you don't end up uh, in a really tough position. Right. Well. Uh... You only can make money four ways, right? Inheritance, money from labor, real estate. So that's why uh, what the Chinese are doing as a result of communism not working, right? And them not be able to be legitimately in a real estate market. Uh, because real estate is a way to build wealth as well, right? Uh, the number one, and this goes back to my wife, the psychotherapist, right? Uh, you're, you're not just depressed. You have to have a thought. And that thought leads to a feeling that ends up being depression. And the first way you build wealth, right, is by thinking it, by having the thought that you can do it, right? Because a lot of people feel they can't do it for whatever reason, race, gender, disability, region where they're from, height. All these reasons people think they can't build wealth or they saw their parents broke all the time, right? So first it's the thought, but then really you have to have a system. And then uh, Jason and I are lucky and fortunate up and good that Canada and the United States are such rich countries, right? that we can have the thought of having several revenue streams, right? To, if one isn't working, the other one is. And if two of them are working, the third one is, right? So 80% of your time has to be, in my opinion, if you own a business or have kids 
or take care of a parent. I know people taking care of a parent, they don't understand that taking care of a parent is a full-time job. You're a full-time uh, caretaker. Even if you're not working eight hours, this is the person who either brought you into the world or one one of your primary uh, providers when you were young. So the emotional energy makes it a full-time job. So what that means is you cannot simply just sit there and watch a game. You have to have a thought to monetize that game. And uh, that's what Jason and I are going to do on this podcast is give you a financial system from two uh, financial professionals with current clients, right? So what does that mean? We have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for our clients and for you, the public, right? They have those same laws in Canada where, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, your main job is really to protect the public in Canada. Yeah, it's uh, as you mentioned, Josh, it's so important to look at uh, many different options for generating revenue. And ultimately, the, the key to, to building real wealth is so that your investments are, are er, you're earning interest and growing in value. So you don't have to work. Right. So you, you build up such a nest egg that you don't have to work if you don't want to. And if you want to, you could just retire because you have that uh, income coming in, that passive income coming in, either from investments or from real estate or from other revenue streams. But that's that's the goal. Right. That's the ultimate goal of building uh, long lasting wealth. And it really ju- does start with savings. Right. Yeah. Having having your your monthly paycheck uh, saving a portion of that putting it away investing a portion of that um, it, it really is a fundamental key right and, and you can do things like start a whole life policy where you're, you are making a dividend especially if you're a business owner and you take the money out and don't have to pay uh, those high taxes in, in certain states uh, or like you're Jim Harbaugh and you have a $10 million contract, you deposit $2 million of it in a uh, whole life policy and use those $2 million to pay your bills and whatever. And what happens is you don't pay taxes on those $2 million that you would that if you were on payroll. And the reason I say that is because those types of strategies and systems is the same way it's the same ones we use so you can make picks. So like we said, Jason, you have the thought, you have the emotion, and then you have depression. But we're going to make it positive here. We're going to have the thought, right? We're going to have the system, and then we're going to generate consistent revenue. At the same time, you're enjoying watching the games because you're using arbitrage, Right? And arbitrage is, well, we'll discuss it next week. We'll get into arbitrage. And then we're going to talk about the book. I think her name is Ann Duke, Thinking in Bets. We'll talk about that next week. What can the folks expect next week, Jason? Well, well, as you mentioned, arbitrage, and we're going to review the book, some concepts, key concepts in the book, as well as, uh, you know, uh, assisting people in, in, you know, getting, getting some great picks, as well as learning a little bit more about making their own picks, right? Exactly. Um, 
Exactly. So very exciting. Very exciting. Very excited to have Jason Maverick from Toronto, Ontario, giving us a different perspective, a different regional perspective, but giving you uh, tried, true, and tested fundamental business concepts so you make money watching sports. And we always close. And I'm glad to bring Jason on because he, he shares the same values, right? He shares the same energy we have and the same problems. And he agrees with how Winston Churchill got us through World War II. Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting Financial Podcast in the ESBC Podcast Network. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is.